Hello, and welcome to the Power Lunch Podcast. This is your host, Alicia Opelt with Alicia Bags, and holy smokes, we're already on episode four. Let's get to it and go do it. the podcast, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things, marketing. In my world, marketing is a mix of sales and creativity, and it's always been the sweet spot for me in the business world. I can't say enough about it. I just love it. If you read the Power Lunch blog this week, you'll know that I talked about a couple different things this year that have worked really well for me as far as marketing tactics have gone. And so hop on over there if you'd like to see what's worked. Today, I'm going to be discussing things I'm going to be trying in 2015, the logic behind them, and what I'm hoping to get out of each tactic. The first website I'm going to be using more in 2015 might surprise you because it's Reddit. Reddit is a great online platform, but it is mainly text-based, and it looks like sort of what I think of as the old-school discussion boards that started the internet. Maybe you've seen them because you've gone over and read one of the Reddit AMAs, the Reddit Ask Me Anything with popular celebrities. Of course, one of my favorites was Martha Stewart, and Chris Rock actually just did one to promote his new movie that's coming out. So I'll link those up in the show notes so you can check them out. Um, Reddit actually only has 6% of the online population using it, which equals about 174 million people. Now that sounds like a lot, but to put it in perspective, 1.23 billion people are actually using Facebook right now. So Reddit just dwarfs in comparison. But what I found so interesting about Reddit is the people that use it love it, and they're super deep and connected on that platform. It was sort of an easy decision for me to make to, to investigate this more because I actually get a decent amount of traffic right now to AliciaBags.com from the Reddit community. From time to time, people will post questions like, what kind of laptop bag do you use? Or what's the best laptop bag for petite women? Or what's the best laptop bag that looks like a handbag? And quite nicely, often someone will post my website and without fail, 50 to 100 people click on it that day. And then the residual traffic is amazing. Almost every single day of this year, I've had someone come over from Reddit to AliciaBags.com, which I find kind of amazing. Now, I'm not on the Reddit platform at all. I think I have a username and that's about it. It's sort of been a, a daunting task for me because it's a whole other platform. It's only text-based. Um, it's not very visual. And I also don't think it's a good idea to just jump in and start talking about my product on those forums. It's not the same as having your own site or your own Facebook page and talking about your product or your service. It just seems super disingenuine to leap in and say, oh, what kind of laptop bag do you suggest? Well, I, Alicia Opelt, of course suggest the Alicia bag. It's like, well, duh, you suggest the Alicia bag. So what I'd really like to do is start being more involved in both the entrepreneurial and marketing forums. As you all know, I post a lot of information about how the business is doing and how um, different things that I've done to make it work or things that haven't worked. 
And I'd love to share that with a larger marketing and business community. And also, I'd love to learn from other people doing the same thing. I'm hoping to find some folks who are doing the same thing that I am, maybe posting case studies or lessons learned on their own blogs. And that would really be a win for me. So while I don't think it's smart to be on forums just saying, try my bag, try my bag, I do think it's smart to be on these kinds of forums and get involved in other ways. I'll tell you a lesson learned that I had. There is a purse forum out there. And from time to time, I get notifications that people are talking about the Alicia bag. So I have gone over and tried to be very helpful when people have questions. They've asked about strap length and pocket size and all kinds of things like that. And I'll jump into the forum and answer the questions. And inevitably, I get kicked out because the moderators don't want the owners or the bag people or anybody who owns the company or works for the company in there mucking up what is a very clean and pristine environment for people to talk with about what they do and don't like about certain products. Now, I wasn't on there arguing with anybody. I was just trying to be helpful, but I can totally understand why it's a slippery 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 slope and why the moderators have to cut me out of it. So again, lesson learned for me on that end, and I hope that will help me in my new. The next platform that I'm going to be using more in 2015 will not surprise you at all because it's YouTube. I bet you're on YouTube every day or at least every week, and you will not be surprised either to hear that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world right behind Google. There are so many eyeballs on YouTube right now that it would be foolish for me not to use it. And frankly, it's been a big mistake so far. If you are any kind of brand or company or restaurant or Kleenex, you need to be on YouTube, plain and simple, because of the sheer audience that is over there. I really thought that YouTube was going to go the way of cat videos and funny babies and maybe the occasional up-and-coming rock star, but certainly not for a career-focused laptop bag company, but I was very, very wrong. I started to feel this way almost a year ago now, and I started to feel like I maybe needed to be in front of the camera more, and I had a couple people pushing me that way, but it's really not a comfortable thing for me to do. I just have no desire to see myself sort of memorialized on film forever and a day. Um, I feel like it's a lot of work because it's makeup and hair and wardrobe and I'm not comfortable enough to just sort of go on uh, as I am every day. I think that that is uncomfortable for any woman, frankly. And um, it's just not something that you can even tell in my voice right now. I'm just very apprehensive about it. The last, one of the last times I was in Detroit, though, I had a chance to talk with my friend Ashley Goldbrode. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because Ashley is on the hit true TV show, Hardcore Pawn, along with her father, Les, and her brother, Seth. And they run, as it sounds like, a pawn shop in Detroit. I'm actually friends with Ashley because I've worked with her husband, Jordan Brode, for, gosh, at least a decade now. And he was actually the one that hired me originally at ePrize. So it was a great opportunity to talk to Ashley about being in front of the camera all the time and how she does that. You know, I've told Jordan so many times, I'm just so proud of her for getting out there and doing it. Not only do they do this show that's been a hit for, I think, gosh, nine seasons now. She's also a regular on Good Morning America and the Today Show along with her family. I've just always been very impressed. So when I had the chance to sit down with Ashley and I just said, how do you do this every time? You know, you're on camera all the time. 
I've been in the pawn shop when they're filming. They're just filming, you know, all day long. Um, it's not as glamorous as you might hope. You know, there's not someone sitting around touching her up every five seconds with makeup. It's a long day. And I just, I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she does it. And she just said to me, you know what, Alicia? This is a great opportunity for me. It's a great opportunity opportunity for my family. And I just have to get out there and do it. And you don't know how long your ride's going to last. So you just have to seize it while it's there. And I've taken that to heart. And I've really internalized that, that advice. And so I think now, in fact, I know now is the time for me to, to do it and get over some of my fears about YouTube. The next website I've got to use more in 2015 is one that I know you all are already on, and that is Pinterest. I love following so many of you. I love seeing what you're inspired by or interested in. It's so cool to me, and I need to just jump into that Pinterest pool more often. I give myself maybe like a C plus on Pinterest right now. I've got some great boards that I love pinning to and I love seeing what you repin and what you like about them. And of course, we have the group board that we all pin things to, which is um, the color inspiration for the past year and what color you wanted to see in the next Alicia bags. And I definitely use some of those suggestions for the next collection of bags and the color choices that I've made. Both the exterior and the interior, in fact, have been... I would say directly from that board. So that's been super helpful and I think we should do another board like that for the new year. Other boards that I love doing are the Olivia Pope and Claire Underwood boards. Of course, Olivia is the main client in, or the main character in Scandal and Claire Underwood is the lead female character in House of Cards. And it's been very interesting for me to see what those costume designers put them in how the wardrobes sort of go together and tell not only the character story, but perhaps even other character stories within the shows, um, how they have those women wearing different things, but the same things from time to time to symbolize different parts of the plot line. So I've loved that. Also, I love the board I have up right now called Words to Kick Butt By. It's inspirational. It's fun. It sort of is a manifesto of the kind of person that I am. I think my most popular board, though, has been one that I entitled the Chic and Glam Office Supplies. I kind of have a thing for office supplies. I really like pencils and pens and different kinds of paper and organizing that. I know that's weird, but I think a lot of you also have the same weird fascination because, you know, people will discover that board and repin like 10 or 20 items and all of a sudden I'll get these like crazy notifications from one person. So I think uh, anybody who follows that board and we follow one another, we've sort of discovered that we have this weird obsession together with, with office supplies that look maybe feminine but also really sharp. I don't know. It's been great. I love that. So I think it's time for me to open up a little bit more and put some of my <laughs> more maybe <laughs> crazy or odd interests up there. And I bet some of you might have the same kind of crazy or odd fascination with things. Also, like most things in life, Pinterest is consistency. It's not going there once a month and pinning things. It's being on there on a daily basis, seeing what the trends are, seeing what people are pinning. I notice that I'm if I'm there every day for a week, I start seeing the same images over and over, and I bet you see them too. And I think it's a great insight into what women want and what they're interested in at the moment faster than you can get on any blog or news site. I think Pinterest is really of the moment, what women want and what they're they're liking right now. 
So I can't think about a better place actually to be in the new year than than a site that really focuses on what women want. The next big bullet point in my 2015 marketing plan is public relations. Public relations has a certain excitement and thrill to it because it's just like sales. If you're in the sales world, you know there is nothing better than pitching a client on the next big deal or service and all of a sudden you hear back from them and you they say, oh my gosh, that sounds great. I'm so interested. When can we talk about that more? It's the same feeling that you get after you pitch a reporter and they email you back or call you back and say, oh my gosh, I'd love to hear more about that story you just told me. When can we get together or when can I do an interview or when can I come over and send a photographer? I mean, it's the same buzzy, excited feeling. And if you're sort of competitive and you like that fast-paced world going after exactly what you want, there is nothing better than that feeling. In years past, I've done all the public relations myself, and that's been both good and bad. I love PR, so it's fun for me. We've gotten some great um, hits, including the Today Show and RealSimple.com. It's, and it's so much fun. It's great because you get your name out there and people start to get some brand recognition and maybe they don't purchase a product the first time, but a couple times after that they hear about it, they're like, oh yeah, Alicia Bags, I've heard of that. You know, weren't they on the Today Show? Or someone comes to your website and they look at your, your press clippings and they feel better about it. They're like, oh, well, if Real Simple talked about it, it must be a good product. So all that is just way too much fun and I like it. But unfortunately, it ends up at the bottom of my to-do list a lot of times. You know, there's things that are just more important, making sure the website works, answering client emails and questions, um, checking on shipping and making sure everything is going okay there, you know, sourcing materials for the next round of bags. All those things get a higher priority and, and for good reason. In my previous life at ePrize, we worked with a public relations firm called Airfoil Public Relations, and they are still in Detroit. And I worked with a woman that I'm friends with today still named Elin Nazuski. And Elin and I were like two peas in a pod in that relationship. We both had similar goals. We wanted to get promoted at our companies. We were upwardly mobile. We liked to check off goals and big goals. And we both would, were so um, passionate about the cause. You know, I loved working at ePrize. I couldn't talk about it enough or highly enough. And she felt the same way. We, we knew it was a good thing for Detroit to have a growing and flourishing company. And it was a fun story to tell about these sort of young entrepreneurs who are building this company with green and purple walls. And we really couldn't get enough of it. I mean, Elon and I had this wonderful working relationship where we could call each other anytime, day or night. We could send one-line emails and knew what the other one was talking about. And we were both aligned similar at our company, meaning if she succeeded, I succeeded. And if I succeeded, she succeeded. And not only that, but we were we ended up being and are still our very good friends. So um, that kind of relationship, I just don't think you can put a price tag on. And we always had these crazy PR goals, you know, hundreds and hundreds of mentions we were supposed to get a year. We hit it every time. And I don't think for either one of us there was a better feeling than that. And I know I'm such a dork, but it was so much fun. And I think Elin would tell you the same. She had fun too. So in the future, in 2015, what I'm going to do is find someone, my new Elin, if there is such a thing. Elin, can't you come to Charleston? 
Lynn works right now at Fleischman Hillard in St. Louis, and she's been promoted several times there, so I don't think she's leaving anytime soon. But I'm looking for the next Elin, the next person that I can have this great working relationship with and so that I can focus on what I need to focus in the business and also sort of dip my foot in the PR side when I need to. Um, Another thing we're going to do on the PR end is rather than just these pitches over email, I'm going to be doing a print piece this year. And that's something really strange right now. It's not really done anymore. There used to always be these huge, they call them press kits. I don't don't know if that's an antiquated term or not. But you would always send out a press kit to everybody when something big happened. You know, I had a printed press release and probably some photography, actually like printed pictures and maybe some kind of giveaway. And that's not really done anymore. A lot of pitching is done over email and over the phone maybe, but it's mostly digital. So doing something print, I'm hoping, will help me stand out from the pack and also just give something, give reporters and other influencers something tangible to hold. So I will definitely show you that when it's done and let you know how it worked. It's um, it's sort of an interesting tactic because it's, it's more expensive, obviously, than an email, but I hope that will that will be the difference between me and someone else getting that coverage. Before I get to the last tactic I'm going to be trying in 2015, I want to give you a heads up that at the end of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Serial Podcast. The last episode of Season 1 was released today, and I'm just dying to talk about it with you all. So if you haven't listened to the entire series yet, go over and listen to Serial. It's so good. Everybody's talking about it. You'll want to be in the know at the end of the year here at parties and whatnot. So go listen to Serial when you're done listening to me. But if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. I don't want to give any spoilers away. So as soon as I get done talking about this last tactic, stop listening to the podcast so I don't spoil it for you. The last big tactic that's on the calendar for 2015 is an Alicia Bags U.S. City Tour. I'm sure that if you're a vivacious reader like I am, you're very familiar with this marketing tactic because popular authors do it all the time when they have a new book that's being published. Here in Charleston, we have a wonderful locally owned bookstore called Blue Bicycle Books. The owners are Jonathan and Lauren Sanchez, and they host fabulous events, um, luncheons, um, Q&As, all with authors that are very popular, not only here in the South, but throughout the world. And of course, at the end of each one, you get to have your book signed and have your picture taken with the author if you'd like. And it's just so, it's so fun to see that author in person when you've invested in them and you've read their books and you want to know more about their characters. To see them and see their personality, I think is just, it's just the next best thing for a reader than actually getting the book in their hands. I had a lot of you request for me to do these city tours and maybe have some kind of trunk show. But I think we can do one better than that. Rather than, I think maybe we'll have some trunk shows, but rather than just have a trunk show, I'd love to do some kind of bar night and throw back some of my favorite Cabernet with you all and hear more about your big goals for the future and how work is going for you and, of course, how you like the bag. So look for that full schedule in the future. Right now, I'm already ready to tell you one of the cities on the tour. In fact, the first city on the tour. And that city drum roll please, will be Columbus, Ohio. Go Buckeyes! I bet some of you are a little surprised by this. Um, You've been seeing me go back and forth to Boston a lot. Maybe you thought that'd be the first city or you know my slight obsession with Olivia Pope and Scandal. Perhaps we were going to do a big uh, Washington, D.C. event. 
But right now, Columbus is very near and dear to my heart. And the reason for that is one of my dear friends who lives in Columbus inspired one of the new products in the new collection. She came to me with the idea about a year ago now, and we're going to name this product after her. So I can't think of a better place to launch it than her hometown, Columbus, Ohio. It's got a great fashion scene. It's got a great new food scene. And of course, it's home to the Ohio State University. So please, if you are in the Columbus area, if you're in the Midwest, come on down. We're going to have a great time. And of course, I will release all those details, including the product and the person and where I'll be on the blog and on the website. So look for that in 2015. All right, guys, so those are my big, exciting marketing tactics for the new year. And now I really want to talk about cereal for a minute. If you have not listened to this podcast, this is the time to turn off the Alicia Beggs podcast and go over and listen to cereal right now. Like most of the rest of the country, I've been obsessed with cereal. I think I ripped through the first six to eight episodes, and then I've been listening to Every episode is has come out on Thursday since then. Today was the last episode, and I'm sure many of you rushed to listen to it as soon as you woke up in the morning. And unfortunately, one of my worst fears about the series came true, and that's that there was no real ending. There was no conclusion on whether or not Anand was guilty or innocent or whether he was the murderer of Hei Ming Lee. Um, our how was Jay involved? I still sort of feel like Jay was more involved in some way than he's letting on or the police discovered. Um, I also wonder if the reason they called the series Serial is because the man who did it was actually a serial killer, which they introduced this man in the last episode. So it was a little disappointing. Were any of you also feeling maybe disappointed, like we don't know exactly who did it? I really hope that in the future, maybe they'll come back and they'll get the DNA test done or Anad will have another trial and we'll find out what really happened. I think that would make me feel a lot more satisfied. I will tell you my feeling, and it seemed like the host's feeling, um, Sarah, Sarah Cohen's feeling, was that Anad is innocent. And I don't know if that makes me just the most gullible person in the world or if that makes me the world's worst um, candidate for jury duty, but I just believe him. I believe him when I hear him on the the phone with her. I He doesn't sound like he's lying. I don't know what reason he would have to lie. I find it really difficult to believe that he just one day snapped and that uh, this 17-year-old girl just pushed him over the edge. I just ugh, find it so mm, just not feasible and not likely, I guess, not likely. And I can't believe this guy has spent the last 15 years of his life in prison over these facts. And I, I think that most of the country feels the same way about that. And it's sort of a scary situation just being on the outside looking in. But mostly, I'm just ticked that we don't know one way or the other. So I'd love to hear what your theories are on Serial. Hit me up on Twitter, at Alicia, A-L-E-S-Y-A, and let me know what you think. Is Anad guilty or innocent? Because I am definitely in the innocent camp. So that is the end of episode four for the Power Lunch podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful end of your year. We are running fast and furious to the last few days of 2014. And until then, it's time. Let's get to it and go 
do it. 